0: Welcome to the heartland of America, as the World Wrestling Federation presents the first ever King of the Ring Extravaganza. Tonight, eight of the toughest superstars of the WWF will bang heads in a grueling single elimination tournament to determine once and for all, who is the King of the Ring? go to that top rope brain buster if he connects with this this has got to be the end of the one two3 kid Mike. We finally, see something good out of Dragon Soldier B. Finally, who wants to be the man? Come back in to reversal. Hello there, folks. Welcome to uh, Talking Tourneys. I am one of your hosts, Sam DiMaggio, and with me, per usual, is Dan Rice. Dan, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing fantastic, Sam. How about you?
0: I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, we're recording on a Saturday, so that's always nice. Always nice to uh, feel like oh, a little yeah. earlier than usual. A little earlier than usual, yeah. Get a little extra rest, which I appreciate. Yeah. Um, How are things? They're, they're pretty good. Busy, but good. Busy, but good. I love to say yeah. it. I love to say yeah. it. I love to mean it. Yeah. It went from about 75 degrees here
1: to tonight. The low is 32, so that's pretty fun.
0: Yes, that is very much the same here. It is 70 today, and it will now be freezing for the foreseeable future, uh, so I'm not super pumped about that. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about New Japan Pro Wrestling's Intercontinental Title Tournament, it took place from May thirteenth, twenty eleven to May fifteenth, twenty eleven. Dan, you ready to go through the lineup.
1: Let's get into it.
0: All right. So our lineup consists of the uh, is he in the Wrestling Observer News Letter, Hall of Fame, or future WN Hall of Fame entry? Kazuchika Okada. I I believe he's in. I would think so. I would think so. So we got Okada. We got Tetsuya Naito. We got Yujiro Takahashi. Toru Yano. Dan Moff. Hideo Saito. Josh Daniels. And MVP. A chef's kiss of a lineup. MVP. Pretty much exactly what you'd expect. Yes. Yes. And MVP is... This is not his debut show for New Japan. But he is coming off of being let go by WWE at the end of 2010. So he is a hot commodity, which is going to maybe explain some of the decisions that are made in this tournament. Um, Yeah, he even got a win in the New Japan Cup from 2011, being Carl Anderson. So he at least seems to be respected by the New Japan Pro Wrestling Office. Um, Okada, this is young Okada. This is... Coming off the TNA stint sort of cata, where you're like, okay, he is not he's not close to a finished product. Or at least he's not put the key pieces together that make him who he is. Um Tetsuya Naito and Yujiro, sort of at the start of their separation, I think, as tag team uh for Nolan. Hideo Saito, the future bone soldier, captain new Japan. Yeah. And then Josh Daniels, who I had thought was like a -A JAPW lifer, so I should know up front. The Intercontinental New Japan Pro Wrestling Intercontinental Title Tournament happens across the not first, but the first in many years tour for New Japan Pro Wrestling, taking place in like smaller venues like the Rawway Convention Center and the Arena in Philadelphia. But it was a big deal at the time. I think I think it is the first, right? Is it? I, I believe this, so. this seems incorrect, but I, I mean, have to believe it. I've done zero research. i saying okay, fair it. Fair enough. But like that works a lot. Yes, but so but what I was trying to get to, I guess, was this is a conjunction series of shows with Jersey All Pro Wrestling for Josh Daniels. I assumed he was a JP. W lifer. Not the case. Only wrestled less than like a handful of matches was a regular for New York wrestling connection out there. But that's it. So how he got in this tournament. I have no flipping idea. Now,
1: I was actually a big Josh Daniel guy, that but like right. six years prior, seven years prior, he would. I weirdly got super in the world one, which was uh, Steve Carino's like zero one USA promotion. It was like Carino and CM Punk and Spanky and Lowkey. And then Josh Daniels was like one of their featured young guys. Like he was on it. He teamed with Matt Striker a lot. It was like Yoshihitu Sasaki. I'm terrible with names, but him, he was like the Japanese young up and comer. And then Josh Daniels was like the American young up and comer. And I think he got some shots in Ring of Honor at that time. But I didn't remember him doing anything in 2011. I didn't know he was still going at that point.
0: That's very interesting. I knew nothing about this man. So that's, but he
1: oh. actually is replacing Tama uh, Tama Tonga in the show.
0: Okay. That He's makes like a last
1: minute replacement. Yeah. A
0: lot more sense now that you say that. I still don't know how he is the, the fill-in, regardless. They have all the talent there. There's so many names on these shows. Just bring someone else in. I guess it doesn't matter. What were your thoughts on this lineup when you first saw it? I mean, it's very strange. Um, I mean, I guess
1: like you need some of the other names like you need like the big New Japan names they brought because you have Prince Devitt and Kojima and like you have bigger New Japan names on here. But they're like, we got to give them Takahashi and Saito. Um, (laughs) Even Dan Moff makes sense because Dan Moff is a JAPW guy.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: But like, oh, Tamatanga, like he Tamatanga, I think was young and new, so that makes sense. Maybe they wanted to showcase him, But like, oh, we can't get him. Who do we get? We have, you know, we have all these new Japan lifers. We have Liger. We have Kenny Omega. We have Low Key. Like, no, just call up Josh Daniels.
0: Um. Yeah, they said, "Hey, let me ring it up. We got the guy." Yeah, he was probably there, trying to work some ring strange through.
1: shows. There's some strange shows, and I believe after this. JPW did not run shows for a very, very long time because they lost so much money.
0: Ah, so really, it's the Chicago Joshi shows of JPW. Yeah. So, before we get into the tournament proper, Dan, what is your history with this tournament? Do you have history with this tournament? I knew it was going on
1: at the time. Um, I remember being excited about some of the lineups, like some of the matches that were announced. But 2011 is actually probably like. Towards my low point as a wrestling fan. Like just the amount of wrestling I was consuming. So I didn't watch any of this. If it was even available to watch. I don't know.
0: So. I do not. Believe this was available to watch. In any really meaningful way. Um, some commercial releases happened. Pretty substantially after the fact. If I recall. But there's definitely still like bunch of clip matches along with some of the more high profile bouts uh this is probably my peak of my new japan fandom somewhere between 2010 to 2012 it was really when i was like yeah i'm in it this is my promotion loving the sport of professional wrestling so to me this was a big deal the i had not explored traveling to shows by this point otherwise i probably would have tried to go to the, these
1: that was going to be my question. I was like, well, in that case, did you look into it?
0: Yeah, this was, I was 18 and was not doing a lot of that. It was not until I was that summer after I decided, you know what? What if I just went around the Northeast and Midwest and hit up shows that I thought were interesting? But, so I didn't go to this or any of these shows, but this was like a meaningful thing to me that, like, okay, this is super interesting. I'm really excited that this promotion that I've been watching is now. Taking this for me. I was a real weeb at this point. But yeah, I was excited for this. And then I was able to watch some of the commercial stuff. But didn't really paint a full picture of the tournament necessarily. Because for me, that wasn't really the prime motivation. <laughs> it was stuff like uh, Furl Debit versus Loki, who at the time, I enjoyed both of those wrestlers. That has changed pretty substantially over the years. But yeah, it was a big part of my fandom at the time. Not me. That's not tournament specifically, but these shows were pretty meaningful for what I was looking looking for from Russia wrestling at the time.
1: You wanted to see Togi Makabe versus Rhino in a hardcore match. Absolutely. That's a hundred
0: percent. Okay, okay. I understand. But I definitely really always felt like there's stuff happening like this during this era of of indie wrestling, where maybe not to this extent where it's like a full promotion coming over, but you're doing weird matches. there are being weird shows. that are being propped up by, I mean, like. ECW talent, pretty much, um, with the Outsiders coming in, maybe more of the national draw or tape trading draw, not even tape trading, it's just the DVD business draws, um, but all right, let's get into it, we're going to start off from the uh, May 13th, 2011, Rawway, New Jersey, from the Rawway Convention Center, we have the quarterfinals, the first round in the tournament, we started off. With Hideo Saito versus Jujiro Takahashi, Dan, we are we thinking? First matchup, what's going on?
1: Well, the first thing I'll note is that it starts off with uh, like a montage of fans coming into the Railway Rec Center and signing autographs, and they did make the whole thing look better than every indie who's ever been there. <laughs> That's like true. it seemed it seemed professional, and I don't know what the attendance was, but it seemed like there were a lot of fans there. Like they made it seem like a big deal. Like they pretty strategically decided who to put in it because it wasn't like slovenly wrestling fans or any embarrassing people. It just looked like it made all the New Japan guys seem like really big stars to be signing these autographs. Yeah. Um as for the match, uh it was all right. I mean it was pretty standard. Um I liked uh the future Captain New Japan more than I would thought I would because I don't have any fond memories of Captain New Japan, but I liked him like the one moment sticks out is he was choking just like full hand, both hands choking Takahashi, and the referee, you know, gives him the count and pulls his hands off, so he gets up and just steps on his throat. I think that's a good move. Um I I don't know. It was pretty standard, like non offensive match. I mean, both of them I don't like either guys. I don't like Takahashi and I don't like Captain New Japan or Hideo Saito. And I like this more than I thought I would. What about you?
0: I'm a fan coming out of this, I was like, oh, man, Yujiro could have been somebody. Maybe not, like, a megastar or, like, a tippy-top talent, but he wouldn't shouldn't have been someone I dreaded in the way that I yeah. ended up dreading. So, that's really what this kind of match felt like. It's like, oh, Saito's kind of a lump of clay in a lot of sense, where, like, he didn't need to do a whole lot. But, um, Yuzuru, I thought, like, looked like Fiery. And that's something that I was not expecting coming into this.
1: Yeah, he was actually probably one of the more pumped up guys in the tournament, as far as energy goes.
0: Yeah, yeah. He Which felt is like, not something you think about him in the future. Yeah, it seemed like, okay, this is my opportunity to really shell out a little bit. Um, but yeah, like, I'm kind of with you. Sort of a fine match overall, but it's whatever.
1: No, but definitely exceed expectations, because I'm like you, where... When the point when I felt like I needed to watch every G1 match, which is a sickness that no one should do. But when you see Takahashi name come up, you would just dread it. And then as a wrestling fan, for some reason, still watch it. But the, the this, wasn't, this wasn't that at all. This was good. Yeah. Fine.
0: And we're over it. We're over, it. We're, over it. we're over watching yeah. G1 every night. All right. Next match up. 9 versus Josh Daniels. How do you think of your boy here?
1: Oh, man. My boy. I will say... It's really funny because I think the Josh Daniels rep in oh four oh five when he was kind of a thing was like the like the prototypical vanilla midget Dean Malenko cosplay, and he was he was here. He was, he was trying to play to the crowd a lot. He was you know doing stuff. I don't know if it was working, but he was doing stuff.
0: Yeah, this was a, uh, like a, a tryout for New Japan. It was another failure. Oh wow! <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I don't like you're right. He played to the crowd. I thought he did good in that respect. But like in the end, he did not wrestle kind of the style that these most of these fans were there to see.
1: Which is the style that I remember him wrestling. So it's so funny that like I guess in those six, seven years where I stopped watching him, he became whatever he was in this match, which is just like standard indie heel. And I was like, why would you do that against Naito? Like and what you could be like, you know, if, if he had a good showing, whether or not he got in the New Japan, it could get him more indie bookings, more high profile indie bookings outside of
0: New York. Yeah, I, I I think like, hey, what other wrestler could have hopped in here and been like, oh, hey, here's my opportunity to do something. Josh Daniels is like stooging, doing indefensive of offense that doesn't generate any heat. That's what I'm here for.
1: This is such a stupid moment, but he is on the outside and he drapes Naito in the ring, but over the apron. He does the thing where he calls the handheld camera over. He like waves him over and then hits <laughs> the weakest elbow on the entire show. And I'm just like, you called him over. Like, why are you not laying that in?
0: Yeah, it was embarrassing.
1: It was embarrassing. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, thank you for calling it over. It's to really highlight what a terrible strike this is.
0: This is one of the more boring matches of the tournament. I don't think it's a truly offensive match by any means. I could never, like, one, I was about to say, I would never recommend this match to anyone, which is true, but I also don't think there's a single person I could say, hey, go watch this, and I can ask them within the next week, hey, did you watch that match, and them to be able to recall anything about it.
1: Yeah, I have notes, and if you ask me... It's not a lot. If you ask me anything outside of that, I have nothing. Night, um, Naito looks bored far beyond his gimmick. Uh, doesn't take the t-shirt off. Doesn't doesn't seem to be at any part of the match.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know why Naito doesn't do it either night of this tournament or any of the nights of this tournament until the end. Finish is Charlie Stardust Press.
1: Oh, and we didn't watch it but Josh Daniels faces Kenny Omega the next night. God damn it. So if that's not like a tryout to like get more of a spotlight on you and make a big show, like, I don't know what is.
0: I do have questions here of like what. I was going to say, like how much Kenny Omega is doing in New Japan around this time. So I would imagine. Not much. Yeah, he probably, again,
1: this was, like, not me, but I I think he's still more of a DDT guy at that point.
0: Yeah, he was doing All Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah. Stuff. So, it looks like... But I think
1: a lot of the big Kodo Bushi matches, I feel like, came in 2012,
0: but I don't know. Okay, so, yeah, he is wrestling there pretty regularly by this time, or at least... Well, let me, sorry, let me re-look at that. Um... No, he doesn't really hit the best of the super juniors until June. Uh, June it looks like. Unless I'm looking at this all wrong, but either way, like Kenny Omega isn't high in the pecking order at this time. He eventually will come to that, but at this point, he's not a huge person. I would say.
1: Um, still a level two above above Josh Daniels.
0: Yes. But maybe not at level two above night out at this point. No, 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 no. Um she looked it up before the show. Apologies there, everyone, for listening to me ramble on that one. Then we have next up, Toriano versus Dan Moth. Okay. Now we're cooking. Now we're cooking. This is good. Yeah, I like this a lot. This was real good. Yano. He really used to be a real good heel. Like, he you know, spits
1: water on a fan immediately, like comes out of the apron, and just spits on a fan.
0: Like sometimes forget that he's not just a corny yeah. guy.
1: No, he was a heel here. He was a heel and Dan Moth was over as a Jersey all pro hero.
0: Yeah. Moth's just a bruiser and it's going to take it to sort of a slimy heel. And this works. It's a, a fun match that I don't really have like any strong details to write to like, exposition amount i just thought yano really played his role and moff was here to show up for his fans and that's uh that works that's thumbs up well i think
1: coming right after well at least with the way we watch it coming right after that match like josh daniels like aping a heel wrestler versus yano being a heel wrestler in this was very apparent like but they did similar spots like Yano cheap shots after a handshake, which I'm pretty sure Josh Daniels does too, but just all of it hits different.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it works. Um, In the um, end, Yano steals this yeah. one, but this is a good match. This is definitely worth, worth watching out of this. I, I should also note, this tournament, every match is fairly short. I don't think anything tops 12 minutes and most matches are under 10. So, well, I, we may not recommend stuff easy to get into. All right, uh, I'd recommend
1: I'd recommend this for sure.
0: Okay, okay, there sense. we go.
1: It's, it's, it's ten minutes, and it's ten minutes in a hot crowd. That's enough for me to recommend to somebody. Yes, especially I mean, if 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 the match sounds like something you want to watch.
0: Yeah, I mean, was more talking about the tournament as a whole, but yes, yes oh, for yeah. sure, yeah, which right, we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, next match, Kata versus MVP. This match is very mm-hmm. slow. I watched this the first time. And I thought it was pretty boring. Pretty not great. There is a specific moment that I am a huge fan of. But other, that being Okada yelling, bawling himself, stealing the MVP catchphrase, Incredible bit. Other <laughs> than that, not a lot to write about this to me. I then today was like, let me rewatch this. See if I miss something. I watched at 1.5 speed. I could have swore my computer is broken. Because it could not have been that fast. But it was. Dan, what were your thoughts?
1: See, I agree. Very slow. And actually, you shocked me when you said nothing was over 12 minutes in this tournament. Because I would have thought this was 15, 16, 17 minutes. Like... It went forever and like so this is Baby Okada. Like I I think he might still be in TNA, if not just finishing up. Um and it's weird because I have this memory, this vague memory of MVP really like putting his working boots on. Because like he was always a new Japan guy. Like he that's like what he liked. But he just I don't know, he seemed like maybe not feeling boring. that same way anymore? No. <laughs> I guess I've just like a fake memory I had. Like so this was touring WWE guy. Like XWE guy going to Indies. Doing his catchphrase, doing his moves. Um, though, did he use that submission in WWE? Was that a thing he did? I don't remember. Let me, let me yeah, I don't you. remember him doing that. But, yeah, this was, this was nothing. This was... I mean, Okada seemed way more pumped up to be there than Naito,
0: but... It did translate to a good performance. Regardless. Yeah. Uh, which is a little sad. Next up. We're moving on to May 14th. New York City. Basketball City. First up, Toriano versus Yujiro. I am a big fan of this match. I felt this kick butt. We again have... Yano as the slimy heel. But instead of Dan Moff being the bruiser, is Yujiro, who's just kind of a spark plug power junior. And it whips. Dan, what are you thinking?
1: Um, big fan as well, uh, and again, I don't know. It's got to be New Japan doing it because, like, I've seen Ring of Honor in Basketball City, and this is, looks better. And but this match is awesome. Uh, I think we're you're ninety seconds in before Yano's throwing a chair, so you know it's a, you know it's a good match. Then, um, like I said, this this was this one was real short. It was probably six seven minutes something like that, and I'm pulling it up to eight minutes and. It was just, the crowd was hot the whole time. This crowd hated Yano so much. Which is awesome because it's not the same. I mean, it probably is some of the same crowd, but it's not all the same crowd. Like, it's a different city, different building, different state.
0: Yeah, it is nice how over he's been. It's a little sad how, where this ends up. But he's over. He gets it. He's doing everything he can. I think it plays really well with Yuzuruo, the, co- the whole bit for Yano is that folks are going to counter his attempts at stealing, uh, stealing the win at cheating. And Ujero does it with a big German one time. It rocks. And then Ujero is going for a lightning strike or whatever it's called. Where I, I don't remember what it's called. Maybe it's a spinal tap. couldn't tell you. But Yano holds the referee to bring him down with him so that... He could do some chicanery and make you run into a chair. Hit his last ride and win it. It rocks. I just think this is a really tight match that I wish the whole tournament had kind of that identity of like understanding
1: how to really hit it and hit it hard. Agreed. Like this is this is perfect, and I just I know that everyone going to this is New Japan fans, but it is it is amazing how. Over the New Japan guys are in the middle of, you know, a couple thousand people in New York City.
0: Yeah, this is definitely before that sort of peak wave. Yeah. As this is happening in Basketball City rather than, I don't know, arena that holds 5,000, 6,000 people. Yeah. All right. Next match. The semifinals. MVP versus Tetsuya Naito. I the crowd is vibing less with this match. I think it's fair to say. Dan, what are your overall thoughts?
1: Uh, I'm with you. It's like it's pretty funny to go up and saying like, oh, it's awesome how over these New Japan guys are when there's no New Japan World and there's no easy access to half the stuff that's airing. And then there's MVP straight off of WWE Television. It's like it doesn't feel like the crowd cares. Um, they like balling. They like that. Um, Naito apparently was... This was a punishment coming on, this, on these shows. Because, again, is bored out of his mind. Um, not as slow as MVP's first round match. But still, not great.
0: Yeah, there was some weirdness early on. Where it felt like... The roles didn't make sense. MVP, know why he's the baby face. He's coming off WWE... People love that. But Naito can't play a heel to that. it didn't make sense pretty early on. And it didn't make sense throughout the entire duration of the match. But MVP absolutely was not giving anything as far as like, oh, I should probably heal it up a little bit against the person that people are maybe here for that that aren't me. We do get another shirtless Naito Stardust press. But it's to no one. It looked sloppy as hell. Which also, very funny. It's like, okay, you're not even hitting anyone. You don't, how do you still make it look like sloppy as heck? couldn't tell you. there was finish also to this match. We're just like, okay, MVP slaps this. Overdrive on. Submission. Done. did feel built to whatsoever. Sort of just comes on nowhere and bites you in the ass. Dan. You got anything you want to add here? no and it's like I, I, I guess
1: i do it seems like it's very clear they're trying to get mvp over they're trying to get the submission over and it's having it's having the opposite effect i every match i like mvp less and i don't care about the submission
0: <laughs> yeah and the thing to know is there's no through line here like also is that this is applying to different fans every single night like you said there's gonna be some crossover but by and large these are different audiences showing up to see this. Without any way to watch this immediately. So this work that's being done to really build this up. Absolutely meaningless. <laughs> when people can't actually see what the build looks like. It just looks like absolute ass. Um, so, all right. All right. That's the semifinals. But before we get to the finals. Take place in May 15. At the Asylum Arena. The ECW Arena. The 305 Arena. The Arena. We're going to talk about another match. That happens on this same show. It is. Davey Richards versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. Dan. You threw this at. at, We kind of discussed. Hey should we add anything more to the show. Because this is a short tournament. Said.
1: I said, yes. We have um, finding stuff,
0: though.
1: Yeah, I mean, you think... I don't know why these shows aren't on New Japan World. As it turns out this matches. We didn't watch it on New Japan World, at least. That's not the link I sent you. But this matches, the one we're going to discuss. But I don't think the whole... And, like, the finals are. But the whole shows aren't. Which is very strange. And the, f- the site we end up finding it on just covered with porn ads. Truly. Littered with them. And I don't know how you watch this stuff, but I... Maybe I'm not This it's maybe the most technologically best way to do it. I just put it up my iPad and cast it to my TV. I don't like doing that. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't like having porn ads all over my living room TV. Isn't that great? I never want my, my TV to be smaller than when it's just I gotta wait that five seconds to hit skip.
0: Yeah. It's difficult. Uh, it ain't worth it.
1: Yeah, so we couldn't find all that. We found I found this one, which ended up being new Japan world, but I didn't know. I found it on like Billy Billy and It comes right before the finals on the actual show, too. But this is like one of the matches that like this was clearly a draw at the time and we could find it and it was in full the whole match. So we watched it.
0: Yeah, the only like one of the only other matches from this tour on Japan world is Tanahashi versus Charlie Haas. I have no idea what the selection process was. Big weird. Big weird. Yeah,
1: I mean, that's that match was a the Charlie Haas match was also a title match like an iwgp title match where this wasn't which i'm like okay i guess why does charlie haas get it but David richards doesn't is charlie haas in new japan i don't know it
0: it might be because dave richards is a new japan jr
1: oh they do hate the small guys okay they hate
0: the small guys it's a very weird match for them to book in all honesty Just because (laughs) even though this is 2011 David Richards, I wouldn't say at the peak of his powers, but in that stratosphere (laughs) against her. Yeah, I would would
1: say pretty close to the peak, right? What would you consider peak David Richards?
0: Oh, nine, ten.
1: So, yeah, uh, yeah, I guess a little you could consider a little the the downside of his peak. But yeah, yes. Yeah.
0: And like a lot of the talk around his uh, title victory best of the world for against Eddie Edwards. was like, oh, they missed the bow. Like, this sort of happened before Eddie got his victory. And that sort of it cooled down the momentum he had carried from matches against like, Hero, Danielson, and whatnot.
1: That's a different podcast, but that's every almost every Ring of Honor title change. True. Is, Very is true. like just a little too late.
0: Yes, But Davey definitely suffered some of that. This is still a big match. This is Hiroshi Tanahashi, one of the people everyone's here to see, against one of the biggest indie wrestlers out there right now. Unfortunately, New Japan. That means like a tag team tier New Japan Junior, who's not really in the t- the big title picture, the actual title picture, and the heavyweight champion it doesn't quite play out there like that way to me. So I'm happy with that decision, but it's still sort of a weird thing to kind of have to approach this match from, but Dan, what are your actual thoughts on this one?
1: Well, starting off, if I called anyone a star, said anyone was over, not, not as much as Tanahashi. It was very clear that the fans that were there were there to see Tanahashi. Like they were, they were in love with them. Um, not the biggest David Richards guy, even at the time. But like I said, this was like a low point in my fandom. And it kind of came as I wasn't a fan of the David Richards, Eddie Edwards era of Ring of Honor. And Ring of Honor was my number one promotion, as we talked about in the past. And so that's kind of what pushed me out of watching wrestling a little. I was almost purely just watching WWE and then whatever was told to me. like recommend like watch this, watch this. Um, but David Richards, what you cannot say... That he doesn't try. Everything he does is 110%, whether you want it to be or not. Um, and Tanahashi really brought it too. Like they were both enthused and energized. I mean, some of that energy is going towards legwork that means nothing and does nothing,
0: but they're doing it at you know, one hundred percent 100 percent That's what I love about good old DR. He just really goes for it. You know, he does, this is
1: really nitpicky. He does this one some like submission. Which is basically just like lightly stretching Tanahashi's thighs. Which I don't know what you call the exercise, but like if you can do a butterfly stretch, it's a little less painful than that is what it looks like. And that takes over a minute of him just like
0: pushing down on Tanahashi's thighs. Hey, you gotta do what you gotta do. You gotta do what you gotta do.
1: What? Now you said you really wanted to talk about one point in this match. What was that?
0: Oh, it's one of the most embarrassing things as a professional wrestling fan I experienced. And that was Davey Richards getting two CW chants <laughs> pretty violently, ferociously, loudly at the start of this match to the point where other fans booed them down for doing it.
1: See, that's funny. I wasn't sure what they were chanting.
0: Mm. Yeah, they were chanting two CW. I, that's really
1: funny. Of all the promotions, they be like, Davey Richards...
0: 2CW. Yeah, 2CW fans are a different breed. Truly. They are some of the most deranged folks I've met in fandom. They really love the the professional wrestling promotion, 2CW. And, you know, respect to them. But they made that a personality trait to a degree that I don't feel comfortable with whatsoever. And I was the 2CW guy in Twitter circles and whatnot. But I've got nothing on the folks that we're doing, we're traveling to shows that felt cool and really also doing the other part of their job spreading the gospel of 2CW at these shows. I just find that to be sickening behavior on behalf of people.
1: I mean, you are the reason I know of 2CW, so. No one um, should.
0: It is a dead promotion.
1: Us, David Richards wrestled and, 12 matches for them.
0: Yes, it's not like a long stay. We don't got a lot of people on these shows to be chant 2CW at. So you got to take what you can get. I guess so. I guess so. Baby's oh, the 2CW guy in that case. Got to respect it. Former 2 He's CW definitely guy. way more of a 2CW guy than Tanahashi. Truly. 100%. We can all agree on that. 100%. No. So, I, I like this match, actually. I didn't feel like that legwork was particularly. Inconsequential. I feel like they at least try to carry some of it through. Maybe I've maybe grown soft on the whole lay work business and limb work business, mostly because everyone does it poorly anyway.
1: I would say a lot of it's because there's so many like much shittier
0: versions of Davy Richards now. Yes. Yeah. Everything is just worse. Everything. So is, you're like,
1: Davy Richards wasn't that bad. All right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I've grown up like you know what, Davy. He at least, I, I never questioned his heart. Never questioned that he thought he was doing the right thing. Even if it was deeply the wrong thing. He was committed to that act. And that's just beautiful.
1: Nothing in this match was embarrassing. Which is not something that Josh Daniels or Naito or MVP or Akata, they can say.
0: Yeah. And there was a moment in this match I do really like. As far as like, hey, Davey isn't Davey here. He's not Indie Davey. He is New Japan or just kind of. Indy heel, David Richards, where he's doing his late work. Say what you will about the quality of it. He's doing it. He's going for it. But it looks like he's going to go for an Indian death lock. It would. But he gets met with the weirdest chant. Where's chant? My book was I'm a champ, but the crowd going with the Ric Flair. Woo. And I was like, one, at no point does it look like he's about to hit this fear for. This looks like it's an Indian deathlock or something of that nature. So what are we doing here? But then he flips the bird to the crowd and just kind of walks out of this mission, which I thought, you know what? That's what a heel should do. Just really just be pissed off and not give the fans what they want. And it start, helps start off Tanahashi's comeback, which I was like, OK, that's how that should work. Heel does a dumb thing to be a rude person and immediately gets come up and, on that fact. It's not hard. It's not rocket science. But also there are some embarrassing things in this match. Oh. Uh, maybe not like truly embarrassing in the sense of. Josh Daniels, who I think just like, hey, you should never show that performance to anyone. You will maybe get canceled from Buckings at that point. But there's just some dancey sequences and some strike exchanges. You're like, OK, what are we doing here? Let's let's shoot her get off the pop.
1: Well, that's part of the David Rich experience is yeah. that he's he's seven or eight spots ahead. So like the spot he's on almost doesn't matter. Like he's going through it as fast as possible to get to the next one, get to get the next one. But there's one time where I think Tanahashi was throwing him out out of the ring, but Tanahashi had nothing to do with it. Like he barely touched him, and then David just flung himself over the ring over the rope. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, you might want to wait for him to at least like push in that direction a little.
0: Just let them try. Put a little yeah. effort into it. Yeah. All right.
1: I mean, yeah, I'm coming off negative. This is this is one of the better matches yeah. that we've watched in this in this episode by far.
0: No, it's good. I think it's good. Yeah. I and would.
1: If, and if you want to see Dave Richard versus Tanahashi, you're going to like it even more than me.
0: Yeah. If, if that match sounds good to you, I think this is pretty close to an idealized version of a he main event version of that match. Take yeah. that one as you will. And he really blew my mind with him.
1: You're right. He's a New Japan junior, so he can't have the world title match. And they did not wrestle like that at all. No. So, like, that was like an office decision, probably. But Tanahashi didn't carry that through because, I mean, he he went 50-50 with him. He didn't, you know, squash him or anything.
0: Yeah. And Davey wasn't exactly full-blown, hey, I got to show him the best in the world kind of malarkey. But he's not completely off that. <laughs> All right, we're moving on. It's time for the finals. It's Toriana versus MVP. How are we feeling, Dan? Well,
1: which again, not the main event, because the main event is Togemakave versus Rhino in a hardcore match. That's what, <laughs> that's what sent the fans home. That wasn't a joke. That was the last match of the three days of what I think is New Japan's first American tour. But <laughs> going on to this match, uh, MVP's best match of the, of the weekend uh, because is just amazing in it. Uh, he does all the Yano stuff you want, uh, chokes him with the tape. Um, there's umbrella foolishness, but uh, MVP is just like you use the word slow. He's just so slow with everything he does. Uh, like it's like he's wrestling in, in underwater which is not how I remember him I mean again I guess I had like rose covered glasses on thinking of MVP not like he's one of my favorites but he was not good on these three matches and I know that they're trying to put him over and they want him to be the first champion but it's like I don't know how you maybe you call an audible after the second match <laughs> and you go no y'all are taken. <laughs>
0: That would be the call. That would be the call.
1: Like uh, the first match, you give it to him, but the second match, and then like halfway through this one, you should be running to the ring and be like, no. The low blow is the finish. We made a mistake. The umbrella is the finish.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. I I agree. I agree. MVP, I don't know if I ever treated him like this underused SmackDown worker or anything like that. But I never felt like, okay, this is a guy that was always trying hard, even if I don't like it. Not like a Dave Richards try hard, but, you know, effort. It's there.
1: I thought I liked all the MVP Matt Hardy stuff. That's like a memory I have. I do not want to go rewatch it.
0: I wouldn't recommend it. Even if it ends up being good. Don't recommend it. So, yeah, my kind of thoughts are, yes, this is MVP's best match. Is it saying much? No, not really. Is Yano still just like real good in these matches? Very much so. I do think I'm a little annoyed that, like I discussed earlier, these shows are not being presented from the same crowds every single night, and Yano is clearly, like, building a story of his matches, of how he's kind of eking them out, and how he's stealing them away from his opponents. He sort of just, like, gets it immediately on that first round matchup. Like, okay, First time I'm really going to go cheat, cheat, I'm getting the win. Does that. Next match, he has to do a little finagling to even get his underhand business on. But, boom, gets it, sneaks it out. Here, he does it all that all that business again. Gets it kicked out the first time and then goes for it again. And pulls off more shenanigans than he did the first time. Still no victory, but the crowd's just not into it in the same way that they would be if they actually got to experience all that stuff in real time or over the course of a period of time where they could actually digest it. So that was a little bit of a bummer. And MVP, this is the least pro MVP crowd of the night, I thought. Is that fair? Yeah, I think that's fair.
1: It's almost like a portion of the crowd maybe did go to all three shows. Yes. <laughs> so they're done with him. And, and I, this, again, I was more pro MVP coming into this than I should have been. I already hated the Playmaker. It's maybe, it's one of the worst finishers ever. It looks so dumb. But then I guess it's not the finish because he locks in his, the Koji Clutch of Death or whatever this mission movie is using is that they put over, that they they put him over three of their stars. <laughs>
0: I don't know what to tell you. It's it's a, I thought this match was fine. It just clearly was not maybe my favorite match of the tournament, and it really felt like, oh, Yano. He's really doing so good so all tournament. I wish he would have taken it. It was the first time I was like, okay, I I know why the other guy won, but really, hindsight 2020, the tile, the tile that really is meaningless for years before Shinsuke Nakamura gets it, should have had Yano go for it. That's the tournament, Dan.
1: I do this thing. It's like in the four episodes we have so far, or whatever. Oh, I say, I don't want a fantasy book. Very clearly, I do want a fantasy book. So let yeah. me say this <laughs> instead of MVP, it's Dan Moth. You switch their places. You have Dan Moth and Yano have their match as a final. Let Yano win, take the title back to Japan. Crowds yeah. hates it, but then they go home happy seeing Toga is versus Rhino.
0: <laughs> yeah. And you only yeah. have to see one MVP match in the three days. Or. Dan Moff wins and he's going to New Japan.
1: Well, I'd like that even better. That seems even for my fantasy, that seems like you're too far fetched.
0: But... And then zoom forward. But doesn't, who, who's the second
1: champion? Isn't it uh is it Tanaka? I think it's Tanaka. So off uh, man, I want Dan Moff Tanaka.
0: See, that would be incredible. Yeah, I don't know if that's ever happened, but I I want that match. You would think it has to have happened at some point. But I don't know. That's the tournament, though. Are we ready to get into some ratings or? Oh, no, sorry. We're gonna start off with our. Match of the tournament. Dan. Mm,
1: i got to go Yano Moth. I mean, that was my favorite match of the tournament.
0: And I don't I don't think it was really close. That's surprising. That's surprising. I get that, though. I understand that match is a really it is a who several times over. For me, my favorite match of the tournament was Toriyano versus Yujiro Takahashi. Okay, right. I think for I, very similar reasons, we're kind of still championing those matches.
1: Yeah, it. I, again, I feel like this is maybe gonna be underwhelming when we pick our MVP of the of the
0: tournament. Yeah, you're going to hope that we're still we're going to start to get a tournament with a couple real hot contenders here. Um,
1: my biggest thing is that I don't think I'll ever want to like I I just would much rather rewatch them off match. Like That feels like something I could pop on randomly. I couldn't because the only way I know how to watch it is on a site covered with porn. But
0: and if I as had part of on, the rest of the tournament.
1: Yeah. Which actually, we, that, the New Japan released it somewhere because it's on that site. Just the tournament matches back to back to back to back which we need for all the shows we're going to review.
0: I had other time.
1: Yeah. But okay, your MVP of the tournament is MVP?
0: Pff, fuck off. <laughs> we're all thinking it. It's Toru Yano. It's Yano. Everyone go watch the Yano matches on these shows. They're all, I think, I d- and you won't hate MVP as much. Yeah, mostly if because you'll have seen the, the other matches? two matches.
1: Yeah, exactly. You'll think we'll be in too harsh, probably. Probably, probably. It's a good but experience. Takahashi's probably the second contender for that MVP spot, right? For like the you know the best worker of the tournament,
0: for sure. I thought. Which is crazy. If it wasn't Hideo Saito, maybe it would be more in contention. But then you at the rest of to this. Say,
1: I was like, "Ooh, I wonder if Josh Daniels is good in this." <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I want you to know, what, like, poor 4 oh, four. I'm a high school student still. It was buying like the commercial World One DVDs for some reason. I think because I was like such a Carino fan that I was like, I don't want to pirate these. I want to make sure that I'm getting like legit twenty dollars a pop. DVDs
0: of these shows in
1: the middle of nowhere. I want
0: Carino to know personally that I spent my hard-earned money here.
1: Like, if I ever meet him, I'm gonna be like, "Hey, I paid for those. I, I wasn't paying a piece for of shit. I wasn't paying for like a lot of legit wrestling at that Used to point. Be a piece of shit.
0: Yeah, I get that.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, now only like two people know what we're laughing about.
0: Oh no, anyone that's listening to the show, I 75 <laughs> percent chance." Or I think you can leave. I think you should leave. Family. Yeah, actually, don't watch the Yano matches. Just watch. I think you should leave. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> season one, season two. Bangers. There's all bangers there. Worst things to spend your time on. Also short. Doesn't think about time. Oh, we got to rate this. We got to rate the tournament
1: now. We got to rate this tournament. Now, we are not considering Richard Tanahashi when we rate this.
0: Correct. Correct. Okay. I'm going to go off and I'm
1: going to say it right away. 1.5.
0: Oh, wow. I went with All right. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Not 1.52, but 1. 1.5 also. I should yeah. clarify for the fans at home. That would be I man, you're getting really into 1.52 like me. What was
1: what was the for greatest wrestler ever? What was the turn What was the the mathematical equation? Big lab. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> if you're doing one you you're on a different level
0: than me. Just a different thing altogether. I think this tournament is not good.
1: No, people should not watch this. No.
0: Which, which is good weird for them. It's, it's hard to find. It's also weird because I feel like he said, hey, yeah, just go watch the Yano matches. Like, that's a good time, which is a good chunk of this tournament. And yet we're like, yeah, drizzling shits. Don't fucking do this. Which should really help you understand how bad the rest of the tournament is outside of Yano, truly. We didn't sound so down on it because it is short. It's not
1: good. We both like short matches. We both like a lot of these guys. I think at different points in our wrestling fandoms, like this could have been like a secret hidden gem.
0: I had forgotten everything about this, so I was I I was thinking, you know what? This is it. We found something. I was worried. I no lie I was worried about Yano
1: oh and Takahashi. Gosh. I was like, oh, I'm not big fans of them. I didn't even I didn't put together who uh, Saito was at first. But I was like, oh, I mean, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. And then I was just shocked by all of (laughs) it. And again, Loki, Homicide, uh, Liger, uh, Nakamura, Kenny Omega, uh, Prince Devitt. These guys are all there at all these shows. Yeah, they're not in
0: the tournament. Before New Japan really blew up in the States, I, I say that they can't really sell out much in the United States currently. So maybe not much has changed. But it's like, man, weird how things have changed. I was like, Naito is one of the guys. Okada is one of the guys. Yano and Takahashi are the opposite of the guys. There are lots of people that I think still ironically like Yano. I don't know anyone that's like very genuine about it. They just love the DVD gimmick or whatever. I don't know if that's still going. I'm um, maybe a well, lot too out of the loop. Before we watched
1: Tanahashi or David Richards, I suggested we could have watched one of those King of Pro Wrestling mini tournaments, and you just no sold it. I was like, absolutely <laughs> fucking not. <laughs> Which I thought was the probably
0: the right answer. <laughs> me one, I
1: don't. I don't think you even told me no. I think you just went on
0: to the next message as if I hadn't said that. You did uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I moved on with my life. That my brain just like blacked it out and said, you know what? You don't need to be You're like my by co-host. This. Is that. De- and I was like, "What year is this tournament? No, app, no, that is not gonna resonate with me, baby." But at that point, I had watched this tournament, so I'm on like a Yano high. So like,
1: I'm thinking that he is just a super worker. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, how'd that go for you? No, I didn't watch it. You good. Okay. Good I, good, would, good. I would
1: never watch modern wrestling without you confirming that you're also watching.
0: It, no, so. absolutely not. But what we will be talking about next episode, MAW, Mid-American Wrestling's Heavyweight Tournament 2001. That's it. That's the one. I know nothing about this tournament. It could be very bad. Are you okay with this information, Dan? I'm excited with the information. Do we think this is a hidden gem? Call it now.
1: Bad, 2001 Indie Bad Wrestling is, is something I'm pretty okay with.
0: <laughs> something you're very familiar with. You're like, ah, I, I'm not used to this.
1: <laughs> yeah. This
0: is, you know, a, a warm cup of bad coffee. <laughs> I, it's still coffee.
1: It's like, I, yeah, I've, I've drank it from this cup many a times. What's what's one more?
0: What's one more? Yeah. What's one more? So the Heavyweight Title Tournament has folks like CM Punk. It rhymed. Robinson. Adam Pierce, It's a lot. So, that's up next. Dan, do you have any plugs? Uh, Just
1: my usual. I mean, follow We Don't Know Wrestling. Follow me, Dan underscore Rice88. If you want to buy a house, contact me. Ohio, Kentucky, West Virginia.
0: Heck yeah. I I, one house. First house you sell via this podcast. If you want, <laughs> I'm gonna if be you want so a house, happy. come to the guy who really hates the playmaker. <laughs> We'll find your house. Not a good start. Not a good start. Not a good start. If you, you're you not really captivating an audience here, Dan. Oh, dang. Um, but yeah, go follow the We Don't Know Wrestling Podcast Network at WDKWPN on Twitter. Go follow me on Twitter at Concrete1982 at PagFN. New plugs it's Twitter. Hopefully will die sooner rather than later. And that's that. Go listen to our other episodes of Talking Attorneys. I recommend listening to episode number one, Term of Death 3, bang my ass, solely because I do think that will be the benchmark for the rest of this series. It's (laughs) the best tournament to ever take place in professional wrestling. According to science.
1: I didn't know that, but now I do. (laughs) Now we do. Now we do. And I hate that we we reviewed it first because it's like, all this is for naught. All this is just to prove that we are correct. It can't be topped.
0: Yeah, and I'm originally thinking, you know what? This is going to serve as a good baseline. We're fools. We're fools. We are fools. But it's pretty much referenced in some form or fashion every single episode. I was thinking about it today. It's like, man, everyone's just got to listen to this one episode because it's going to explain so much about what we talk about for every single other episode. Oh, We're not going to reference Super Cup 94. I promise you. That's not going to be a regular touchstone.
1: I shouldn't say I I forgot that episode. That's not good advertisement. I forgot we did that. That's yeah. Don't watch that. Watch the first one. (laughs) Actually, listen to us talk about it, but just watch CDW Tournament Def 3.
0: Yes. Yeah. There you go. We'll get you caught up and everything else. But once again, thank you all for listening and we'll be back in.